I left a piece of me at the crossroads. I left us there. Flower petals and Damiana, we worked our magic. I left my heart at the crossroads for the gods to mend with cigars and gin. I left us there, shattered glass. We worked our magic with hair and honey. I said prayers over fire, but love jars don't always work how you want them. Herbs and photos, this was supposed to be ours. This was supposed to last. I prayed over you, lit candles for our love, our concerns in a jar. Did it ever concern you? I worked that magic. But the love jar don't always work how you want it. Not when you don't love yourself. Juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is, all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say, and I'll never give play. I'll take your photos to the grave, but that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from a bay to make them stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors' baby, so I give them everything that they gave me. Welcome, welcome to a little juju podcast. If this is your first time checking in with me, I would like to say welcome and I'm so glad that you stopped by to listen. If you are a regular listener, hey boo, how you doing? Thanks for coming back. Um, yeah, here's another episode, a little juju podcast, the podcast all about blackness and spirituality and reclaiming our ancestral traditions that already live within us. Um, and getting free and figuring out how to do all of that, which we can do with a little juju. So welcome again. Um, It's funny, I'm recording some of this episode while in New Orleans. I'm currently in New Orleans. Um, But the second half of the episode I recorded in Chicago. So like, whoa, where is juju now? What is time? What are dimensions? (laughs) I'm just all over the place. It's so weird. But um, just want to let y'all know because I refer to coming to uh, New Orleans later in the episode. Um, so I'm excited about today's episode. I had to, I was going to have an interview and then it got canceled last minute. So I was thinking like, Hmm, what, what am I going to talk about today? What makes sense? And just things like the ancestors always give me a topic and just tell me to go with it. And there's important messages that I need to share and they just come to me in the moment. So it's all good. I'm excited. We're going to talk about celebrities and pop culture and hexing which is always a fun topic to to discuss so as y'all probably heard at the beginning of this episode I started off with a little poem that I was feeling in my spirit that I had to write the other day when I was in my feelings um if you listen to my past episodes you know that I experienced a breakup and it was really hard and it's been really hard to um well, it hasn't been super hard to be honest, but I've needed to heal and rethink a lot of things. And so, you know, that episode I talked about needing to get rid of our love workings that I, that I put together and our, our love jars. And I recently did that this past week. 
I took it to the crossroads, did what I had to do to just kind of get rid of that last bit of rem, um, like the remnants of the relationship that was still sticking with me. I took it to the crossroads. It's done. And I, I felt like a release happened when I went and left it there and like kind of turned my back. And it was just like, I was walking away from my past and like moving into something different, moving into something better, moving into new love and living a fruitful life. But there's always definitely some like sadness, you know, that lingers a bit with breakups and you know, I feel like I finally closed the chapter. So yeah, I took it to the crossroads, you know, that's, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Cause that's kind of what my feelings were, um, after, after I left. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be a little poet sometimes or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, this past week for me has actually been extremely productive. It has been like I've got a lot of things done work-wise, personal life-wise, personal growth-wise. I just feel like I've been moving. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, me intentionally trying to manifest that movement and manifest that power and not getting stuck in my my water, which I've talked about previously in other episodes, like getting stuck and just kind of like, oh, I'm going with the flow. I'm not going to plan. I'm not going to really take action around this. I'm just going to like, this is actually the time of my life to take action. This is the time of my life to plan. This is the time of my life to just push. And so I've been wearing red like every single day and just trying to push, push, push and setting that intention. I've been doing sex magic around it. Like I've been doing everything so that I just am not stuck in my typical, just like kind of watery, sad boy, you know, vibe. So it's been good. And now just being in New Orleans, New Orleans is a loud city. I mean, the spirits here are loud. They are everywhere. They are, I mean, you can just feel it. You can just feel the energy. Even if you don't like, you know, know much about feeling spirits, it's just an energy here that's just unmatched. Um, And I always feel that when I come to New Orleans and I feel it here now. So it's, it's been good today. um, I'm here for work. Today we went on this tour called the Sacred Libation Tour um, through this company called all about that tours. And it's a black woman owned company, which is good. The woman is not from Louisiana though. She's actually from Copenhagen, Denmark, which is so random, <laughs> but I will say for the most part, cause she was getting a little whole at certain points. And it was like, Hmm, you're doing a lot of that. You're doing a lot right now. Um, it was good. And we actually was were able to meet up with a priestess of Yemaya and we went to Congo Square, which is where a lot of our uh, ancestors in New Orleans were able to commune. Um, they played drums together and, and create a community there together, but there was also bodies sold there. It's just a, a lot of, a lot of traffic of our ancestors' bodies um, resides in Congo Square and you can feel it uh, when you go. But it was nice to be able to give offering, thank the ancestors, um, pour libation, and just receive a blessing from from a, a priestess. So it was it was great. Funny enough, <laughs> wildly enough, um, the priestess was hugging like everyone that I work with us on staff when the tour was over or when her part was over. And uh, she was giving us all messages because you know how we be. We just be reading people and we just, you know, 
So she said to me, she was just like, oh, you just need to move. Like you need to move. Um, and not like I need to move from where I live, but just like, again, me getting this message of like, don't just be sitting around waiting on stuff. Like you need to move. Like you need to be pushing forward and moving in your power, which is, I keep getting that message. And the fact that I got it today, I was like, okay, I'm moving. Damn. (laughs) Try to move. So it was, uh, a confirmation that, um, that I'm in the right place and I have the right mind frame and that I just need to keep moving, keep moving towards what I need and what I want and what I, what I promise to achieve while on this plane. So I plan to do that for sure. There's such a strong and powerful history of conjure and hoodoo and voodoo and I mean, just African traditional religions and spirits present in New Orleans like it is like I feel like I just need to come back and really just have that kind of experience because now I'm here for work the only other time I've been here I was also here for work but like I I really am interested kind of coming back and meeting with the people who are doing that work and moving past all the fake voodoo shit that's here because it's so much fake stuff I mean it's just been mark you know popularized and a way to market fake shit to people and fake conjure. Um, but I think it's worth like coming back like spirit workers and meeting with the spirit workers here and seeing like what work is being done. Like what spirits are, are y'all waking up are being woken up here or are here um, and assisting and can assist us in the freedom work that we do. So I'm, I'm always thinking about that when I'm in a space that's not mine or a place that I wasn't born or a land that's not mine. So yeah, when my uh, New Orleans people that <laughs> reach out to me, I'm interested in, in, in cultivating and doing that work or just experiencing or learning from people who are doing that work here because the spirits are, whoo, child, they're so powerful. So I'm like, I know somebody is just taking advantage of this work. Like the folks in it are just doing it. So I just need to meet the people that are doing it. So if you have those connects, hit me up and let me know. I would be so interested in doing that. Um... Battle. Anyway, let's get into um, the patrons because y'all really, really, really showed out for me this week and I appreciate it so much. All you need is a little juju. This week's, um, I got a lot of patrons. Um, I got a pledge from Naya Lavone. I got a pledge from Julissa Aya, um, Lolo Law. V Wilson, all of you all, thank you so much. And I just want to shout y'all out and give you all of the greatest, strongest, most powerful, good ass juju that I can conjure up and send to you. Because again, my Patreon is the site where I can get paid for doing this work. Um, the money and the donations that you all give me can go to better equipment, um, better, um, just all types of equipment, headphones, mics, but then also it can go towards spiritual work um, that I'm doing so that I can show up and be consistent with the podcast. And it's just like uh, an exchange, you know, universal law, give and receive. Um, What goes up must come down. So this is the monetary way. The 
well, the monthly monetary way to support a little juju podcast. So I always want to shout out my patrons. I also definitely want to shout out the people who hit me up on the cash app. Thank you. The people that uh, hit me up on the PayPal, you are so, so deeply appreciated. Um, my Patreon, if you want to check it out is patreon.com uh, slash juju bay, but it will be in the show notes. And then my PayPal information is the juju bay at gmail.com also in the show notes. And then my cash app, it's juju bay. Um, I will also put in the show notes, but super, super, super thanks and love to everyone who donated monetarily. If you can't donate monetarily, that is cool because another amazing, important, extremely important way to support the podcast is through rating and subscribing Um, through all the platforms. Now we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Music. Um, Specifically for Apple Music for me because I'm trying to get on that new and noteworthy as I... um, trying to get on new and noteworthy so under religion and spirituality so the five star ratings are always encouraged and then also uh commenting and subscribing to the podcast and telling people about it sharing it posting about it folks are really good about screenshotting me um that you're listening to the podcast on instagram but also facebook twitter i ain't got no twitter so but you can still talk about it on twitter whatever groups that you're in share 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 and let me know and write your beautiful comments on Apple and yeah, just, just spread the love. We got to spread the juju gospel, you know, it's not my gospel. It's the ancestors gospel. I just say what they tell me to say, you know, for the most part, then I add in my shit. (laughs) For the most part, I just say what they tell me to say. Um, but yeah, again, thank you so much to y'all. Can't do this without community. This is a community effort. This podcast is a community effort. The information is communal effort. It is, you know, it's not my information. It's information from thousands of year old traditions and my elders and people around me who I learn from all the time. So, and and for the listeners who give me topics, who give me information, or if I ask questions, you know, y'all will respond on SoundCloud or, or you know, on my IG. I appreciate that and I love that and I need that. Because this is this is our collective work. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All you need is a little juju. Let's get into the heal yourself segment. The heal yourself segment is basically my tips, tricks, ideas, thoughts, comments around how to heal ourselves from so much of our traumas and pains, and it's gen- generally from a juju perspective. Um, but today, you know. Yesterday I was sitting thinking, I'm like, what should I do for heal yourself? Like, I have no idea what type of healing idea or concept I want to offer. Um, and I thought about crying because I was like kind of in a sad moment and I was crying <laughs> when I was thinking about what to do for heal yourself or like around that time. And today on the tour that I was talking about earlier, the priestess was talking about intentional grieving and creating space for people to grieve and space for people to cry and not letting people cry alone. I mean, obviously, you know, people need to cry alone. That's fine. But also creating space like, okay, we can actually grieve together as a community or I can be with you and support you as you grieve and show up how you need me to. And so that made me, so yesterday I was thinking about maybe I should do crying. And then today when she said that, I was like, okay, so I just need to offer up grief and crying as the heal yourself. And that might not necessarily be, you know, juju in a traditional sense of like, you're putting these herbs together or you're doing this magical work, but creating space for us to feel and then to release. Like we have to release. We have 
so much shit that we carry every day just from life. Life is a lot. Like it, it breaks us down in so many ways. We have experienced, many of us, a lot of traumas. And on top of that, we have inherited traumas. We have traumas of events and experiences that we didn't personally go through, but we carry the weight of it. So we have to create space for ourselves to to release that. And crying is so important. Water is so important. Salt water is so important. It, it cleanses you from the ocean to our tears. So please don't be afraid to break down. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to say, I can't right now. I, I just have to just let it all hang loose and just let my emotions out. And then with that, don't be afraid to say you need somebody to grieve with, you know, or if you have the capacity to be that person to support others who need to cry or grieve, show up and and make yourself available. Say that if you're in an organization, um, in your friend group, in your community, whatever, create. The priestess was talking about, um, I think after Katrina, they kind of had like grieving days or yeah like a grief day they went to Congo Square actually and went by the tree and just allowed the community to come out and just let it rip and they had people there who could support that and who could hold people in that grief and in that trauma we have to get back to that y'all we have to do that work you can crown your own but we gotta we gotta experience our pain and 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 let it go and unleash it with each other collectively cry together cry on your friend's shoulder and if you have the capacity to provide the shoulder provide the shoulder and let people know that so i just wanted to you know it's a very basic concept but i think people don't shy away from from sadness um obviously we're not talking about getting lost in sadness and not being able to move but a lot of way, a lot of reasons that people can't move is because it's hard for them to be vulnerable and it's hard for them to cry or crying was looked down upon. I know for me growing up, crying was looked down upon. Like I was not supposed to cry. It was like almost like I was raised like how people traditionally raise boys. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like they're not supposed to cry or not have emotions even when something hurts or if they like physically hurt themselves or were emotionally hurt. Like they're not supposed to cry. I was raised like that. And now I am a cry baby and I love it. (laughs) So little juju tip today, cry, cry, cry. It's okay. And if you don't need to cry and you have the capacity to be the person that someone can cry on, let people know that and let people know when it might be too much and that you need to release or bring a friend, call a friend and just let it go. And be present in that. And as you are doing that crying, just feel that weight lifted. Every time we cry, we're lifting a weight. Every time we cry, we're crying away a little bit of the pain that we had before. So, little juju tip today. Cry, my loves. (laughs) Let it out. And breathe. Now that we got all that crying out the way, let's get into this tea, y'all. Let's gossip. <laughs> all you need is a little juju. We need, I just need to have a pop culture moment because uh, 
Azalea Banks, for those who don't know who Azalea Banks is, Azalea Banks is a singer, rapper, producer. She's an artist. I'm going to give her that because I personally like Azalea Banks. I think that she's very talented. Um, And I understand why people don't like her. I understand why people canceled her. I understand why people think she's disrespectful because a lot of times she has (laughs) been very disrespectful. Um, But for some reason, I really like her. I just... I don't know. And I'm also a fan of her music. So I just think I just I listen to her music. I like her music. I've been listening to her for a while, even before she was like popping off at the mouth like she does now. So I, that's just my girl. I love black women. I love black women who have a lot to say. And I know that she has done some things that have not been that I don't support. But I still just can't throw my baby away. I don't know. It's my personal thing. But anyway, She's usually in a lot of conflict on social media, beefing with the likes of Erica Badu and, oh my God, Iggy Azalea to, I mean, she's, she's had beef with a lot of artists. So people always peg her to be, you know, this like loud mouth black woman who's disrespectful and doesn't do her music. All she cares about is being in the spotlight for beef. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. What I want to talk about, though, is how Azalea Banks posted on Instagram saying that on December 3rd, she, um, well, by the time you get it, it'll be past, well, by the time y'all hear this, it'll be past December 3rd, but that she plans on doing a community hex of Russell Crowe. Now, the tea with that is that um, this was maybe almost three years ago, Azalea Banks, um, came out and said that she was at, I think it was some industry party or she was, no, she was at Russell Crowe's apartment for some little get together, whatever, some industry thing. And long story short, they got into a back and forth. And I believe, um, she said that Russell Crowe assaulted her, like he spit on her and then kicked her out of his place when they just, you know, during their argument. And Russell Crowe ended up denying it. And then the person that she was there with, RZA, denied it too. And everyone called her crazy and that she was a liar. And then RZA came out and said, no, he actually did spit on her and kick her out. It was this whole thing. So, rightfully so, that's probably somebody you would feel like hexing and you would want to (laughs) hex in a moment. So, she came out almost three years later and posted on Instagram and said, y'all, um... Let me actually read exactly what she said. So this was, okay, yeah. So this is what she said with a picture of Russell Crowe on her IG. She said, so I know I have so many members of Cunt Brigade, which is her like fan base, have been very interested in esoterics. Next Tuesday, I will hold a CheapyXO.com member only guided hex. So Cheapy.com is her website. I believe in my cunt's spiritual abilities so much. I'm confident in starting your training at advanced level. Next Monday night at 9.17 p.m. sharp, December 3rd, 2018, I will teach you all how to successfully carry out a hex. Our subject will be none other than Russell Crowe. Begin collecting and printing out pictures of our subject that make you most repulsed. A members-only ingredients list will be available this Saturday on CheapyXO.com. This is an important skill to have, especially as we live in a society where men can buy their way out of paying for their transgressions. I will teach you four types of hexes. Empty pocket hex, sickness and crippling hex, 
impotence hex and insanity hex. And then she goes on to say, make an account so you can get access to this once in a lifetime masterclass led by Azalea Banks. So (laughs) there's, I have a lot of feelings about, about this. First of all, I think that it is in her right and it is in all of our rights to make somebody pay for harming you. Period. Especially, like she said, living in a world where, especially white men, they are often not accountable to anybody. So, there a way to address that lack of accountability is is through spirit and it's through juju and, and it's through sorcery. So, I'm all about a good hex when somebody deserves it. And I'm all about a good community hex because a lot of people, you know, making a, a MF pay at once and doing workings to make somebody pay at one time is very powerful. And I actually wish that we did more community hexes within our communities. Um, if we weren't so damn scared of doing some magic, we could actually probably get some more things done around here and have people pay and atone and get what's owed to them, you know? So with that, I'm, I, she is within her right to hex. She is within her right to call for community hex. My issue is this. <sighs> she posted it on her Instagram with her thousands or millions of followers, whatever she has. All kinds of people, all kinds of races, all kinds of. <sighs> I think there's something to. St- I mean, I wouldn't even say like real spiritual workers necessarily move in silence. But a lot of things that we do is just not and shouldn't be for public consumption or we don't need to get people hit hip on the works that we're about to do because there's a lot of intervening that could happen that could just make the work null and void. So if you're about to do spiritual work on somebody, if you're trying to do, whether it's manifesting or hexing, I always say that you don't talk about that you know, before you do it, because there's just too many things that could come in and and interfere with the work. And especially as a celebrity, like, why would you just put it out there for everybody to just take in like that? You know, she's like, she's not going to her spiritual community. She's literally posting it on Instagram for any eyes to see on her public page as a celebrity. Two... A master class, you're going to let any old body sign up on cheapyxo.com to learn whatever. Spe- she practices Palo, to my knowledge, which is a Congo based magical practice. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. And a lot of people turn to Paulo when it's time to really make a motherfucker pay or you trying to get, you trying to hurt somebody. A lot of people turn to Paulo, which is why um, Paulo often gets a bad rap as being like negative magic or neg, you know, it's a negative working. It's just powerful stuff. And, you know, our Congo ancestors did what they had to do to get where they needed to go for freedom, for peace, um, for whatever. 
So I'm assuming that she's going to teach them some, probably some Palo workings. I don't know what other kind of spiritual practices or occult magic she's a part of, but you're just going to open up something to just any old body to take part in these ancient traditions that you even had to be initiated in or go through certain ceremonies to have access to. That doesn't seem smart. <laughs> like that does not seem, it just is not so open that you're just going to teach people how to just hex. And you're going to start them off as a quote unquote masterclass. Like, are you vetting who is a part of it? Are you just going to let any old body? Are you just, are you letting white people? Are you, cause I, you can just be anybody and you just going to learn some Palo and now just people going to be out here. It just doesn't seem that like that was the smartest choice to make. And that concerns me that so many people out here will just have access to knowing how to hex who may or may not be in this life. You know, like, I mean, I think people should know how to hex, but it's like, you're just going to open it up to everybody. Like, everybody don't need to know that information. That's actually secretive information. And often ethnically relevant. Like, you have to be a part of that group of people to have access to that information or went through specific ceremonies so maybe she's just teaching a general hex but her saying that it's a master class and also baby I just don't know like Azalea you're my like that's my sis but I don't it doesn't seem safe to you know I don't know what AB's workings are like I don't know what her magical potency is I I don't know. I can't speak on that, but it just something in my spirit just don't sit right with her doing this. And I know she has marketed herself kind of as this like bruja and that's cool. And, you know, she had the, a few years ago, she showed the closet where she sacrifices chickens and it was like blood in the closet and it just looked, <sighs> y'all, what y'all think? I, I just, I'm concerned. And I know a lot of people just don't even think that Azalea Banks is, is the, is even stable enough to do that type of work. And I don't even, I don't think that's our role to say whether she's stable enough or whatever, because we don't know her. We don't know her, period. We know how she has shown up and it has been questionable often. It has been problematic often and it has been fucked up often, but we don't know her personally, but I will say I am concerned about this. So I wish her the best. And, and and like I said, she has every right to hex Russell Crowe and he deserves to pay for lying on her, lying on a black woman like they always do and assaulting a black woman like they always do without having to atone for it. So I'm, I just wish that she had went about it a different way so that it could land and so that it would actually work so that it actually could empty his pockets. But you know what? I'm going to send my juju her way. So that she gets what she needs from this work and that Russell Crowe is not walking around here not having to be accountable because I want him to be accountable. And I believe in, in magic pushing people to be accountable, you know? Um, <laughs> it was just, it was just like, y'all, what? So, I mean, this, I think this is a good segue into, into sort of talking about hexes. All you need is a little juju. First of all, I want to have a whole hex episode because I think being hex happy is 
common and especially for newer people who are getting into this life once you learn how to do a hex you just want to hex everybody you want to hex somebody who didn't say excuse me you're like oh i'm a hex you know i did it i went through that phase i went through the hex happy phase um and some people are just hex happy in general even if they've been doing this work a lot they center their workings around harming people and that's just that's just some people see they really do um and so i just want to speak to to hexing because it's complex and so that's why i actually want to have a full episode about it from someone who is an executioner who regularly does hex workings um uh yeah so i'm gonna definitely bring the execution on here but that's for a later date but just my personal thoughts on hexes are that hexes are not wrong it's not wrong to make somebody pay it's not wrong to Uh, take up your space and say no you weren't supposed to do that to me and if you're not going to apologize if you're not going to treat me with respect I'm going to do what I have to do to keep myself safe or to keep other people safe or that you don't continue doing this like evil or maladaptive or whatever behavior so I have hexed people I've hexed rapists I've hexed child molesters I've hexed uh, people in various governments uh various government officials who are deeply harming and killing and ostracizing black people. Uh, I think that that work is, is crucial um, as we're trying to work towards liberation. Like there's nothing wrong with, with that. And this whole idea that we have to um, turn the other cheek or that we have to be the bigger quote unquote, be the bigger person. And no, that's not, that's that's Western ideology trying to be put on us so that people don't fight back. Like, that is all that that is. It is not based in any of our indigenous spiritual understandings of how this world works. It is That's not part of our stuff. That whole turn of sheep, that's when the Bible, that's, the Bible pushed that so that people didn't revolt or ask questions. But if somebody is harming you, you have every right to protect yourself. You don't have to love everybody. You don't have to send love and light to everybody because everybody is not sending love and light to you. And so maybe if people started hexing, you know, pedophile uncles and racists and rapists, we might be able to get a little bit farther, you know? And we stop turning the other cheek to people who are trying to kill us every day. I'm not turning my other cheek. You know, they hit me on one side. I'm not turning my other cheek so they can just hit me again. Um, so it's, it's, I really want us to be more critical around the, around our, what we say is moral. Because the concepts of morality that have been projected upon us just aren't, they don't always have our best interests at heart. So, you know, people who say that hexing is quote unquote negative working, it's not negative if I'm trying to keep myself safe or I know that someone is literally doing fucked up shit around me and there's no, and the police don't believe me or I don't feel safe telling the police or I don't have any family to tell if it's safe or I don't, have a community to support me. Like there's something that I have within my power 
is to empty somebody's pockets or to shit sometimes take them out if they need to be taken out some people need to be taken out (laughs) you know so i mean it's a great way to hold people accountable specifically people who have tradition who are traditionally never held accountable for what they do and like you know even azalea was saying there's different types of hexes that there are hexes so that people will get deathly ill but there are hexes for like she's doing an an impotence is it impotence impotence either way he ain't gonna handle babies he can't handle kids that's a hex an insanity hex that's a hex run somebody's pocket so that they never can hold a bag or secure any type of coin you know there's so many different ways that we can just like mess somebody up because they deserve to be messed up so that's part one part two is the hex happy folks who just hex over everything that i caution against and that I do not support because everything does not require a hex um hexes use a lot of ashe which is ashe is our power our personal powers they can use up a lot of our ashe unless you are somebody who was literally put on this work to avenge specifically and can do those hex workings often and not get super drained um but you can't just like hex people all willy-nilly like it's silly it's ridiculous and if it doesn't if the hex don't match the crime, you might end up paying for it. And you might end up messing yourself up even more than you was messed up before trying to do the hex. So I always say, if you're thinking about doing a hex, if you know how to divine and communicate with your ancestors, I would always suggest you ask your ancestors first, do you all support me doing this divin- I'm doing this hex? If they say yes, you have at it, boo-boo. If they say no, you let it be. If you do not know how to divine um, with your ancestors or spirit, then I suggest do the means justify, do the ends justify the means. Did this person step on your shoe? Did this person like roll their eyes at you? Did this person like do some silly stuff that you just need to get over? Or does it warrant a hex? I would say if it's not life or death or extremely harmful um, or like someone's, this person makes others unsafe, I would caution against it. I would think deeply about it because I really don't want you to get that kind of backlash from that hex because when you hex, it's a lot of stuff that can stick to you, that negative energy that you might be pulling out, um, the spirits that you might be conjuring up when you're doing hexes could sit with you and not go where they're supposed to go especially if you're not um experienced or skilled in hexing so you have to be very careful with things like that so you know i would ask a trusted spirit worker before about a hex if you were to do it but if honestly if you feel led you do what you got to do and at the end of the day you will just see what happens as a result So for me, I was a very powerful hexer when I did hex. I don't hex anymore unless it is extremely serious um, because I was told not to, actually. Um, Ifa was like, you can't be hexing people because you will do more harm to them than you actually intend. So like if you do even just a small work and like, oh, I don't fuck with that person, I'm going to do this. You might end up killing them and you're going to feel bad. <laughs> so you, so because of the power that I have, I can't 
and I, and I don't engage with texting. That's not really why I was, I don't even think that's, that's really why I was put on this earth to do. Like, I know that I can when I need to, and I will when I need to, but I probably hex like two people a year, to be honest, because, um, there are just other ways that I can intervene and use my ashe that's not hexing. But if somebody needs to be hexed, oh, I have people that I'm going to call. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I definitely, you you can get that hex. You might not get it from me, but I'm going to get it from, you're going to get it from somebody else. Not me, because, you know, I got a little taboo. I got a taboo. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so I don't personally hex anymore. Uh, um, like I said, unless it's dire, dire, dire. Um, so just really be careful. Don't be out here being hex happy. That's not cute. You should always be, if you are hexing people or you do hex somebody, wash yourself off. You need to take a spiritual bath after that. You might need to take a few depending on how you feel because that just, it can drain you. It can take a lot of your energy and yeah, it just might not be a, a good look. So that's my, and then I wouldn't post it on Instagram. Like, hey, I'm about to hex this person, y'all. Like, no, keep it in your circle. If you want to do a community hex, make a little group and, you know, y'all do what y'all have to do, but just be cautious is, is what I'm going to say. Be cautious. Take your spiritual baths, ask your ancestors, divine, meditate on it. If you can't divine, sleep on it. Unless it's an emergency and happy hexing. <laughs> All you need is a little juju. So now that we're, I guess, <laughs> on the celebrity thing, because I'm just on my pop culture tip right now. Y'all know that like all these celebrities be practicing occult magic and witchcraft and all. y'all know that, right? <laughs> I don't have to break that down, right? I mean, I think everybody at this point knows about Beyonce and Beyonce being, it's gone back and forth between whether she's a priestess or if she's just an Orisha worshiper or just acknowledges the Orisha. She's a child of Oshun and she's initiated into Oshun, which is the a river deity, the mother of sweetness and honey and um, fertility and um, being a bomb ass witch. <laughs> um, and then there's, or she initiated into Obatala, you know, the ruler of our heads of calmness and peace and order. Um, and having a cool head. You know, like, we know that, right? <laughs> And Mama Tina being a root worker and a conjurer and practicing hoodoo and voodoo. Because, you know, they, they, they Creole, they Creole. So, you know, Beyonce talking about her family members used to light candles and pray and, you know, all of that. And there's just so many things that just point to the Knowles family being in the tradition and even like Jay-Z saying it in a song uh, he alluded to. I think being a child of Shango and also bringing up he y'all it's a lot of stuff okay the nose Carter family's def they're definitely some workers so that's that period but also like 
obviously Azalea Banks is really open with it. Obviously, like Princess Nokia, who was a, a rapper, is really open with it. But there's also a lot of other people who I know practice, like um, Cardi B. She's not, she tiptoes around it. But if you practice, um, even for sure, if you practice Lukumi or Santaria, which is like the Latinx version of Ifa, uh, which is the Yoruba based tradition of divination and Orisha worship. Um, you can see that Cardi B practices Santaria in some way. The images in the, what video was that? Was it, I like it. What was the one that was, had a lot of Catholic imagery and crosses and crows and was it I like it? I can't remember, but it it was just I was like, what in the Santaria is going on? And then I've also posted. Uh, she had an altar in the background of one of her pictures. This is an old picture before she was like, even really famous before the teeth, all of that. Um, probably back when she was still stripping, like early stripping. She had taken a picture in front of a little altar, um, and she also has said in a video uh, something about like. I don't care how many beads on your neck. You can't call on Shango. You can't call on no Abatala. When you come for me, I'm going to come for you. Like, she just, she was naming Orishas. Like, y'all can try to call on the Orisha if you want to. But, like, that Orisha can't stop me from, like, busting you upside <laughs> Which, I don't know why she would say that as a practitioner. But she was acknowledging that she is, in some way, she knows what's up. And I think growing up, what is growing up? What is she, Dominican? She's Dominican and Trini. Uh, yeah, I think she's Dominican and Trini. So that's like, that's 21 divisions right there. That's Santaria. You know, she probably got a little bit of that. Some, uh, Chango, like, Cardi B is in the life. I don't care. And I know that she, like, is also Christian, but like we, well, I'm not gonna, not, not gonna say we all know this, but it is common knowledge that many people identify as Christian and pray to Jesus and do all of that, but also do magic and do workings and also um, call on other deities. Um, like Catholics call on saints in the same ways that people who practice Orisha worship call on the Orisha um, for specific reasons, which is why it was easy for um, our ancestors uh, who were taken from West Africa and placed in uh, Spanish-speaking countries to hide their Orishas and those deities under Catholic saints because it's it was damn near the same. It was easy to hide it so they, they could look like they were worshiping saints, but they were actually worshiping their indigenous spirits and the Orishas. Um, so... Somebody saying that they're Christian doesn't mean anything to me around there if they practice <laughs> magic or are, yeah, are in, in specifically with Santeria, practice Santeria, because like, yeah, that's what most of them do. That's kind of what Santeria is, this kind of fusion between Christianity and, and uh, Orisha. So, you know, but like, I just think it's interesting and I feel like a lot of celebrities even white ones all of them are somehow involved in the occult and and i know that there's a lot of like conspiracy theories around like the illuminati and 
Scientology, you know, I mean, that's that weird, that's that weird white magic, but it exists and that's real. And I'm not going to say it doesn't work because all this magic as you know, it works. It does. Um, whatever it's used for is what it's used for, but a lot of it does work and, and it's powerful. So I think once people become more popularized and they're in the spotlight, they realize that they actually need to like invest in research and learn more about some of these traditions because it helps keep them safe. You know, it helps keep them grounded. I can't imagine being a celebrity and how many people are trying to like actively and inactively hex you. Like all of the negative energy, that stuff builds up and and creates a curse. So like you can curse someone and it doesn't have to um, be like, okay, I'm about to go and get this black candle and I'm about to get this jar and I'm about to put poppy seeds. You know, it doesn't have to be that. You can curse somebody just by saying like, I don't F with this person. I want them dead. I can't believe they would do this. I hope that they never get anything that they ever want in life and da da da. If you are strong and if you're a powerful worker, you can mess somebody's life up with that. And so imagine how intense that is for a celebrity. So they actually have to like do certain things spiritually to be protected from that. And Christianity doesn't address those those scares, I think, in a way that's fully protective. So sure, yes, you can be Christian. And I, I know that there are Christian celebrities. I'm not saying that. But also, we know that a lot of them are involved in other practices because they realize and I feel like kind of wake up to, oh, okay, so I, I got to do a little bit more than just like praying to Jesus, like if I'm Christian or just praying to God. But there's like ceremonies and rituals that I might have to partake in to keep myself from being completely overwhelmed from all these curses that are being thrown at me all the time because I'm in the public eye. So I don't know. That's my own little theory. And, you know, that's not to say that people still don't go through stuff or have hardships, but I think it's, it's something to, once people become more popular, having to really secure those those spiritual bags, you know, like even me now that I'm just getting some more followers because of the podcast, the podcast is making more people know who I am. People who vehemently disagree with me talking about conjure and being black and, or just whatever that I say that people might disagree with. I'm, I have witches listening to me. And so I have people who might have the juju and the power to be able to harm me because they don't like what I'm saying, or they don't want me to have a voice. So literally I have to do more things now. Um, because my, because I'm, I'm being seen and heard more and that's dangerous. You know, so I have to think about those types of things. So I just can't even imagine. And I'm like, I ain't nobody, you know, I'm regular. But just even doing this work and having this voice and being very vocal around my my standpoint and who should be doing work and who shouldn't be doing, well, this work, um, you know, that's, that's, that's dangerous for people. And people get hexed every day because of, because of their political beliefs and especially around who can engage in, ATRs, African traditional religions, or who can engage in hoodoo. And it's a lot of people who do engage in hoodoo who are really popular in this community who I don't think should be. Um, And meaning people who don't have any African ancestry or very little. Like, what are you doing? 
So yeah, I say all of that to say these celebrities out here being witches. So, and you know, that actually brings me back to the Azalea Banks idea, which I didn't uh, bring up, but I'm sure Russell Crowe has spiritual connections or if not is involved in some type of magic ancestral magic of his own ancestors that is powerful or that works or he has people in his circle i know he does i know all these celebrities do they have they keep witches around them i promise you i know that for i just know it so with azalea posting that whole thing like i'm about to hex him is like he can just hit up he's a millionaire like he absolutely has more resources financial resources that he can call upon to be able to just knock that little hex out. And I hope it's not a little hex. I'm not, spe- I want Azalea to be able to achieve what she needs to achieve for her own peace, um, period. And her doing that for me just wasn't a smart move in just like the name of like declaring war against the person. Like, he has, I'm sure he's involved in the occult. Like he can pay a really, really strong spiritual worker to knock that out or even just have all of that hex that she's involving other people in conjuring just thrown right back at Azalea and everybody else who partakes in, in that hex. So it's like, why would you want to put potentially put people in danger by just announcing it? So, flippantly I don't know but again she 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 calling on her you know Congo spirits don't play so she probably can get a little she probably look I don't want to let me just stop because I don't want it to seem like I'm like wishing ill will for her I just it just didn't make sense to me and I just want her to be successful in the working and uh <laughs> I don't know y'all I'm sipping my tea right now Literally I'm drinking mint tea Sipping my tea All you need is a little juju So anyway All these celebrities are witches <laughs> That's my point um, Usher is Practices Ifa He's had his alekes on Which are the sacred beads Of the Yorba tradition. Um, who else? There's a lot of people. Oh God, I know just in this moment I can't think, but pretty much everybody, specifically a lot of black people. Um, and even like in their songs, they like allude to people doing work on them. Like Drake does that a lot. I don't think Drake is, I don't know what Drake is, but I think Drake is hip. Cause he always saying little stuff in his music around People cursing me. People had they doing work. God is protecting me from you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think Drake is hip. I think. I think if Drake is not in the life, he got some. He got some witches in his circle for sure. Um, Nicki Minaj. I've heard suspect. It's been suspected that she practices um obia, which is like Jamaican form of hoodoo, basically. Um. Yeah, it's Hoodoo's sister. Um, who else? I don't think Rihanna 
But she probably did. I mean, I just feel like they all do. Because they have to, specifically the black ones. Um, so, child. I don't know. But I think it speaks to the importance of, of coming back to ancestral traditions. And unfortunately, it happens when based on my theory, when people become famous and they're kind of like, oh shoot, I gotta do something different spiritually to ground myself. But what if we, just all of us regular degular schmegalas just return to our ancestral traditions and that's how we kept ourselves safe. That's how we kept ourselves grounded and governed ourselves and kept ourselves, you know, protected just from the everyday harshness of life. You know, like, Oh, I forgot the Kardashians. I think I've said this in another episode. Um, I, yeah. They some... They some witches. <laughs> I don't remember what episode I talked about it, but I gave... I provided some... Some, you know, some baby receipts onto how I thought they were witches. So... Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a lot, but, like, what if we started doing that, which is... The whole point of this podcast, like, what if we just started, like, using these tools that were left to us to to not just hex, but also to, to manifest? You know, our ancestors manifested all the time with just a little bit of, not a lot. And, and they made, they made shit happen with not a lot, but they had that juju, they had that sorcery. Uh, I was listening to a YouTube channel for um, Ielosa Akalatunde Oshunyemi, I believe is her name. I'm sorry, Ielosa Oshunyemi Akalatunde. And she's a really, really great um, YouTube channel. She's a priestess of Oshun and she's also just amazing possibility model. Um, for black women specifically who are in this work, but just for all black women to like take up our space and remember that like we just have power. Um, and anyway, she also agreed to be on the show at some point. So <laughs> she is definitely going to be on here dropping gems. That's going to be a bomb episode. But anyway, she has a whole, uh, different YouTube videos around the Orishas and just different explanations for who the Orishas were, what they did, a lot of things about um, Ifa, and she really breaks it down in an easy way to understand. It makes it relevant to us black folks. It makes it also seem like we are actually not that far removed for those of us in the diaspora, specifically in the U.S., that we're not that far removed from our ancestral traditions and practices. They might show up in a little... A little differently, but like we are still doing the same shit that they did. And so it really makes you feel, um, it really, it's really empowering. But anyway, all that to say, there was an episode about, an episode, yeah, an episode about Shango and the Orisha of, um, Shango is the, um, Orisha over drumming and thunder and fire and dancing in male fertility. Um, Shango Kabiesi is a beloved Orisha and 
all over the world and probably one of the more popular ones that people have heard of, uh, at least the male Orishas. And uh, she was talking about how, you know, at one point during when the Europeans came over to the continent and they started snatch kidnapping our ancestors, there was a point of revolt that was happening on the continent and also after they were transported um, into this country, the U.S., um, where our ancestors incorporated the colors of red specifically and also white sometimes, which is the colors of Shango, red and white, before they were about to like turn up on somebody, like before they were about to revolt, fight, rebel, get free, liberate, whatever. They incorporated those colors because they knew that uh, Shango would protect them. Also that red is a protective fire color. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been talking a lot about uh, red. And, and so our ancestors were, tr- were trying to manifest that freedom through through that red. And so when colonizers and kidnappers saw that red, Europeans saw that red, they were like, oh shit, shit about to go down. Like that was not it was not okay for black people to even engage with the color red because it meant it's not going to be pretty. It's about to get bloody because they knew that some, we was calling on Shango or other, you know, deities who would be able to come and turn up with us as we are trying to fight. And I thought that that was so interesting. And also how she just went into this um, thing about like, and you know, I wonder if kids who are being raised now are experiencing this, but I remember this growing up where like you just black people, especially dark skinned people just weren't supposed to wear red. Like you always call somebody out their name if they had red nails or, or black women couldn't wear red lipstick or just like red wasn't supposed to be on black people. Um, and she was equating that to this idea that, you know, at, at one point white people were saying that we couldn't wear red or do things with red because it was, it was, it would be bad. It was going to be bad for them. And so we kind of internalized that and started shying away from the color red. I remember growing up and being and hearing people say like, oh, yeah, da, 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 she got that red on. Da, da, you know, she's too black for that red. She shouldn't be wearing no red. You don't wear red. You can't have red nails. Um, I don't know if my mom ever told me that, but I remember some like when I could start painting my nails and my friends were painting their nails like they couldn't have red, the color red. So I thought that was very interesting and telling but all that to freaking say our ancestors have been manifesting through through colors and through through different deities for a long time and i just want us to remember that (laughs) and to remember that they were successful many times and that we can do that work and incorporate it into all of the genius that we have now and continue to be successful and build off of it and mesh it in a way that it hasn't been but I just, I always just want us to use all of the tools. And I've been talking a lot about, um, on IG specifically, um, this idea around colors and, and incorporating colors in our lives to get what we want and to protect, manifest, heal, whatever. So wearing the colors, I've been wearing a lot of red lately because I just been on my like fire energy. Like I'm trying to call like my nails right now. I have fire. I have flames on my nails. Like (laughs) I'm flame designed. Like I'm really, really, really working on my 
on just like kind of building up that 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 fire, building up that power, and not letting anyone strip that from me. So, um, you know, what if we all started using colors and we're just we're just even just more intentional about how we lived our lives and use that magic to to attract and repel. And so, if you're feeling like you know you're sad and you need or, or you're not feeling like you're powerful, put red on, put some red on that day. If you need some peace and you need some calm and you're feeling super hot headed, wear some white, put some white on your head. Like these are things that we can easily do. Like easily put some gold on, put some yellow on for some, if you need to be cheered up or if you maybe want to attract some money. Gold is a, you know, a decent money color. It's a cute money color. Yellow. Like, what if we just started doing that more intentionally? What if we started setting intentions while, you know, before we drank some water or before we ingested some juice, we spoke our intentions into it around the things that we want to ingest in our lives. Like, I'm ingesting peace. I'm ingesting happiness. If we just spoke that into the water and just drank it. Like, these are things that our ancestors did so that we could be here so that they could sustain and survive and it clearly worked because hey we're right here you know so we should we can and should continue to do these workings so that we can also we can continue to sustain amidst all of the fucking mess that's going on around us uh while you're brushing your teeth setting intentions around your words and the things that you want to say. You got to interview that morning, brush your teeth, you're in your mouth. So you're setting intentions around the mouth area. Like, okay, I'm going to say all the things that they want to hear today at this interview so that it goes well for me. You know, like it's the magic is everywhere, y'all. It is everywhere. And we can take advantage of it. We don't have to be rich to do it we don't have to be celebrities to do it because it's silly that all of these celebrities are like in this life because they can't talk about it because then they'll be demonized even though they in their own little celebrity world are all looking at each other practicing different magical practices but they can't talk about it because all of us all of us regular people who give them money in whatever ways we can't hear on a large scale that Beyonce is a practitioner because she probably will lose all her coins if anyone ever really, if that was mainstream knowledge. It is mainstream knowledge because she's giving it to us and the people who are a part of this life see the messages and images like, oh yeah, girl, oh, I see you with the day on, okay. I see you with the da-da-da. I see you dressing like Obatala, okay. But like, Everyone can't know that. So they'll lose their funding. So we have to make this. And what I, what I'm trying to do with this podcast, we have to make this common knowledge for our people and just like regular. It's not anything to be ashamed about or scared about um, telling people about. And I'm still working through this. So like, it definitely is scary for me to tell people what I do in, in this work. But like, I'm trying to make it just more lax. Like, yeah, we actually, see, I was talking to my therapist about this too. 
I was telling her how spirits have been really showing off recently in my life, like showing up um, in dreams, telling me people's tea. Um, I'm seeing them more. I'm able to get messages a lot easier now. And I was telling her like, yo, it's just wild that I can just interact with a whole other being who is not even of this dimension in this physical world. Like some days it shakes me up. Some days I'm freaked out because I'm like, yo, nobody else can see this, but I see this. I see a person right there. I see, I hear something right now. I feel, I feel a spirit on me and I can't, and no one else does unless they are in, in tune with their gifts. And she's like, but really though, you are the normal one. She's like, you are engaging in something that is normal and all of us should be able to actually see or hear or feel or what have you spirits. We all should be able to. It has been beaten out of so many of us. Society has completely demonized it and it has been and has tried to be erased from our memories that we actually have this gift. So she's like, you are doing something that is normal that at one point everyone was able to engage in before like this, you know, mass murders and colonizations, you know, but like before that, this is common. It was like, duh, of course you could. But now, but now people don't have that gift anymore. So they're always, you know, they're, they're scared or they don't believe. And at one point there was like no reason not to believe. And now everybody don't believe because so much, so many of us have lost our gifts and have to intentionally work really hard to get them back. And so that did make me feel a little bit better because I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, it is normal what I'm doing and I'm trying to bring back that normalcy. Um, because it, it's not like if you have gifts, like you are not weird, you are not strange. Um, there's nothing wrong with you and don't let anyone ever tell you something's wrong with you. And I know a lot of us have been told something is wrong with us, whether by family members who have the same damn gift, but somebody told them something was wrong with them. So they're just projecting what happened to them onto you or people who just are completely not tapped in. And that's really not your problem. So I'm not saying that you, you can like pull out your bullhorn and say, Oh, I hear spirits, but if you want to, you should because this shit is normal. It's just like waking up and brushing your teeth and pooping, you know, like it is normal. We're not doing anything out of the ordinary or engaging in anything out of the ordinary or engaging in anything that is evil or wrong. Like our people did this for a long, that is how we are here, y'all. Like we are here because of the work that they, the spiritual and physical work that they did together. The work was not separate. It can't be separate. Secularism is not of our people. And what I mean by that is just like breaking things into categories. Like, okay, this this is when, this is what's acceptable to do at parties. This is what's acceptable to do in a spiritual place. This is what's acceptable to do in relation with your lover. This is what's accept, that wasn't a part, all of that was together, you know, from a, from a traditional African sense. All of those things are work with each other. 
There's not a separate, this is what you do here. We can do all of those things. We can get engaged in spirituality and sex and mad and our own magic and prayer and dancing and you know all of that can happen at the same time it did and it often still does but we don't label it as what it is which is just our blackness which essentially is because there's no secularism our spirituality and our spiritual practices and how we naturally go about healing and doing that work. Ooh, child, I feel like I done, I done talked about a million and one things <laughs> at one time. Celebrities and hexing and, and, and manifesting and colors. But yeah, I just want us to, I just, you know, I ain't not weird about it. You know, it's, it's normal as shit. So try it, research it, don't be out here being hex happy. What else can I leave y'all with? Everything ain't love and light, everything ain't love and light. No, everything don't cause, don't call for love and light. If somebody punched me in the face, ain't no love and light, you feel me? <laughs> it's love and fight. It ain't even love and fight. It's just fight, you know? Like, everything does not call for that. We have to fight with all the tools, with all the weapons, you know? So, okay. <sighs> I, I think I did a show today. This was a cute little show. Um, by the time y'all hear this, I will be in New Orleans. So that's exciting. And um, yeah, I'm going to do some ancestral stuff here. The spirits here are super loud. Well, there. Right, I'm saying there now because I haven't gone yet. Last time I was there, the spirits were super loud. And I wasn't nearly anywhere as spiritually tapped in or connected to spirit as I was when I'm about to go now. So I'm literally preparing for just all the, like what I'm about to experience. I just know it's going to be like <laughs> in the best, in the best way. So, um, anyway, I hope that you all enjoyed the show. Thank you for being so loving and kind to me, honestly. And for your words of encouragement, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That is really, really beneficial to me and helpful for me. So I would really appreciate that. Five-star ratings, comments, subscriptions. I'm trying to get on that new and noteworthy. <laughs> and um, yeah. You can always donate to a little juju podcast at my Patreon, which I will put in the show notes. Patreon.com slash juju bay. I'm asking for $3 a month, but more or less is up to you if you can do that monetary support. Also, you can do a one time donation on PayPal at uh, the juju bay. And yeah, I thank you all. I love you all. Y'all are everything. And I will see you. 
next week all you need is a little juju later y'all peace and blessings